So Morgan, it is almost wedding season coming up. True. True. Are you looking forward to that? I am. Going to some weddings? I think you've gone to a wedding recently. I've gone to a wedding recently and one of my really good friends and old housemates is getting married in July. Awesome. Um, hmm? What? So what would you say is your favorite part about one weddings in general? Okay. But then also the ceremony. I don't know. I think I love that moment when you first see the bride. That always makes me cry. Even if I don't know the bride, it's weird. It's just like something about that moment is Mm. very moving to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. See, I actually really like watching the groom. Really? Actually. I mean, I love seeing the bride too. Yeah. But the groom, like receiving this beautiful person. Like how the groom groom looks when he sees the bride for the first time. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. That's that's what I mean. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Not when he just like kind of walks into the church. <laughs> he doesn't get a grand entrance. I know it's true. Unfortunately, yeah. But uh, usually, but, the the woman, you know, in all of her beauty, walks in and mm-hmm. he's struck, and it's really beautiful. I I love wedding receptions. I have to say, oh yeah, I'm a sucker for like a really fun wedding reception, like dancing. Oh, Morgan, you are a great wedding reception dance partner. Like like out there on the floor, it's it's a lot of fun to dance at weddings with you. Thanks. <laughs> I try. I would yeah. say that's that's a great part too. Just the celebration and yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. That these two people have committed their lives to each other and and that that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, it's a very that, worthy celebration. I always feel like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it it's not totally just like worthy. going out clubbing. It's like you're dancing because like this incredible thing happened and these two people committed their lives to each other and mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. reunited sacramentally. Like it's. It's so beautiful. And so like the joy is just like, I love that, that Mm -hmm. feeling of joy at a Mm -hmm. wedding reception. Yeah. It's contagious. Yeah, exactly. You just want to be a part of their love, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And you know, I've heard couples say that like that's day one and it can just get better and better from there. Yeah. You know, I've heard that too. Yeah. I have Someone told me that recently. Yeah, me too. Wow. That, that the wedding day was amazing, but it just gets better and better. Yeah. I love, what I love about weddings is that usually it's kind of a reunion mm-hmm. of people that you have known either, you know, from like a certain era of your life. Like if it's a college friend, you go and you see all your college friends or yeah, it's a family, it's a family member that's getting married. You see all your family members together. Right. I really love that part about it too. Mm-hmm. It's just a really beautiful way to get people together. Let's, let's hold on to that the love of weddings, the love of, you know, the sacrament and yeah. let's, let's really hold out for, yeah, it can just get better and better. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think we should talk a little bit more about that in this conversation today. I agree. You ready? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Cool. Open your Open up your So before we continue our conversation today, we'd like to share with you some great opportunities that you can partake in through Awaken Catholic. One is that you can join the Awaken Nation. The Awaken Nation is a group of people who make donations uh, to Awaken Catholic to help make this ministry possible. You can make a monthly donation. It's as cheap as a cup of coffee. And to do that, go to awakencatholic.org slash donate. And you can also join the Awaken app. 
Um, the Awaken app is kind of like a social media alternative, um, and you can chat with people within the Awaken community, um, and you can also chat with show hosts such as Megan and I, and we're very happy to do that. Um, also, you have access to prayers and events and all sorts of really cool things. So to download that, you just go to theawakenapp.io. So as we were saying, uh, we were just talking about the joys of marriage, the, just the beauty of marriage, the beauty of weddings. Mm -hmm. And we really want to convey today in our conversation that marriage is really good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. For lots of reasons, mm -hmm. for lots of reasons that we want to talk about and, and just uncover and really um, just highlight for, yeah. for people who are listening. Mm -hmm. uh, marriage is such a, contains such natural goods for people. Yeah. You know, like it, we, we kind of intuit that, oh yeah, this, this would be good for me to, to give my life to somebody, yeah. to have a family. Maybe we can, can ask them the question of, do we really see this in our culture today? Like, do you think that mm -hmm. this, this good, this natural good of marriage for family, for communion with another, to give your life away, to have children, to be mm -hmm. in love, all the things, uh, the beautiful things that we're drawn to with marriage. Do we believe that in our culture? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, is question. that held? Because I, I want to say from just research and just looking into this, that like the marriage rates are actually at kind of an all-time low right now. Yeah, a record low in 2019. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was a record low. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we've gone up a little bit since then. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe 2020 but, has gone shaking people up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, COVID too, maybe. Maybe. Maybe people are like, gosh, I got to get married now. Yeah. Exactly. COVID, what, what am I going to do? Exactly. Get married. <laughs> but generally, I think we're, we want to affirm that as a trend, Yeah. young people are not getting married as much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Um, I think in, in this podcast, we kind of want to ask the question, like, if this is so natural, which I think we, I mean, we have to say it is, it's so natural to fall in love with someone and to want to like give your life and to, to share your life with someone. If it, if it's so natural, why, what's kind of covering over that desire, mm -hmm. like that original desire um, for love? Yeah. Um, what is kind of like alienating people from that desire, um, basically mm. in our culture? Yeah. Um, sure. I just want to add something. Speaking mm -hmm. of the theology of the body, you just made me think of, yeah, this kind of fundamental desire, as you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really what happened when Adam saw Eve, like in the garden, when John Paul II talks about yeah. uh, the the creation account of man. Right. That Adam is is in the garden. He's you know he's he's good. He's happy, and then he sees Eve. Mm -hmm. And there's no real distractions for him. It's just him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, it's kind of like just this like new raw experience for him to be in the garden to see the animals. But then when Eve shows up, he's not as distracted by things like it's her and she and it's so clear. The scriptures exude this like clarity of, oh, this is this is what comes first. And this is what maybe I'm made for to give yeah. myself in, in a way like this. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like he has other things he's doing. Like he's like working in the. The garden, I think. What's he tilling the earth? What yeah. do they do? <laughs> what do they do before the fall? I think they hang yeah. out with the animals and hanging out with the animals till till the earth. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, maybe grew some food. <laughs> anyway, okay. 
It's in there. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> Definitely in there. Um, but yeah, he, it's, it's, it's not like he was just like sitting around sort of like emptily waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did have this sort of this desire yeah. um, in him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then when when she appeared, it was sort of like very obvious for him. There wasn't this trepidation yeah. of like, do I really want to be with this? Girl, or would I rather just like, I don't know, like still till the earth? Till the earth. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is it more important to till the earth or be Eve? Like, yeah, there wasn't, yeah, this kind of like, yeah, trepidation in Adam, at least again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's portrayed. Yeah. So I just wanted to make that point of, of just this fundamental desire and natural good mm-hmm. that the, that scripture tells us about and that John Paul II alludes to in the theology of the body. Right. But going back to, yes, this, this cultural trend. Uh, we would we would want to say maybe that this is this is a cultural thing. It's a maybe in our experience like in a, like a, a trend in America. But what about in the Catholic world mm-hmm. too? Yeah, you know, yeah. is is this something bigger than just a, a secular trend? Right. Are are Catholics also, even though we do believe these beautiful things about the sacramentality of marriage, that yeah, it it is it is. Um, a participation in God's love. Right. Is that enough or is that, is that enough to, I don't know. To um, sort of, yeah, kind of go against this this trend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that a lot of people kind of oversimplify it. Um, at least, yeah, in my, um, I don't know, experience and observation, um, oversimplify it to say like, okay, it's just a matter of people becoming Catholic and believing the right things about marriage, which I mean, obviously I think is really, really crucial and necessary like that needs to happen as well but just something that i i think i've just seen in my experience like especially like being in um dc and like the young adult scene and like seeing that i think that it's still um yeah there's it's not enough like there's there there's something it's i think a deeper kind of like wound in our culture um that like whether regardless of whether you kind of believe in marriage or not there is there at least tends to be this um yeah, these these fears surrounding marriage and this kind of apprehension about entering mm-hmm. into um, our vocations now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't think the Catholic world is exempt, okay. um, and I think it's really like in this talk. I think we really want to explore like what's going on here. Like, if it's not just a matter of like very simply like you become Catholic and then mm-hmm. everything's fine and you believe the right thing about marriage and then you get married and have a bunch of kids. Like, that's it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we kind of yeah we want to kind of delve into that I think mm-hmm. in this talk with our with our conviction that marriage is so good, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we act towards things and we choose things that we think are good mm-hmm. naturally. That's mm-hmm. gonna that's kind of like what desire is in yeah. the human person. We act out of desire. We act out of seeing a bunch of things in front of us and saying like mm-hmm. I want that and I want that and I want that. Yeah. We, we don't tend to go towards things that we think are bad or hurtful to us. Yeah. A threat. You know? or, yeah. A threat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're seeking God in those good things. Yes. You yeah. know, we're seeking God. We're seeking a, a fulfillment mm-hmm. that we can, we can experience in this life. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say that maybe in fact to put off marriage or to maybe not want to get married in this day and age is a perception that marriage isn't good. Right. Yeah. That, that basically like it's, it's not. Yeah. And yeah. why, 
you know, why? Exactly. Exactly. Why, why is that being maybe an experience now in this day and age? Yeah. Yeah. So why, um, yeah. Why do you think that people, um, don't necessarily see marriage as good? Mm -hmm. I mean, even if maybe they think intellectually it's good, there must be some sort of perception of, yeah, it not being good Mm -hmm. in my experience. People are looking for, for beauty. They're looking for an experience of beauty. And Um, I think with one cultural trend being, uh, just not seeing maybe like a compelling marriage, right? you know, in, in your life, Mm -hmm. that could be one thing, you know, with, with the divorce rate being what, around 50%, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that those, those experiences can then shape what we think is good. Yeah. Right. My experience of actually can marriage last? Can yeah. it be fulfilling? Exactly. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. a lack of witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, yeah, I mean, just like from sort of being mm-hmm. friends with people mm-hmm. um, and kind of hearing people's different stories. Like, I think that, yeah, there are like very strong Catholic people who do believe in marriage and really in some sense do desire it. But the fact that they've had these sort of wounds of not having a good witness of marriage in their lives, like either like their parents are divorced or like whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it, divorce is a big thing, but then also like just relational wounds. Mm-hmm. Like maybe your parents were hap- happily married, but like you, I don't know, something happened when you were a kid and you, there's this kind of wound in your ability to relate to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can have all these ideas, you know, mm-hmm. of, you know, marriage is good. And like, I, I, I should want marriage, whatever, like, but this, those experiences hold you back. And this mm-hmm. lack of like, like we were saying, concretely experiencing, mm-hmm. um, the goodness of marriage holds you back. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, those are great points, Morgan. Uh, I also just want to add too that as we're talking about these things, the just the the realities in in our culture surrounding marriage, this is just a human condition. So when we're talking about people who experience these things, who are, you know, in situations that might not be ideal, this is a you know everybody's affected. Everybody belongs to this culture, and um, yeah, we're, absolutely. We're we're. Uh, yeah, we're all, we're all in it together, yeah. and and it's it's an there are issues that are much more complex than just saying like this happened and this goes into this box or you know to to blame or to you know I don't know just see it all as black and white but mm-hmm. but to really yes look on these things in the light of mercy and yeah. yeah and just recognize that we're all in this together and and we're working through it you right. know yeah so, exactly yeah I but I yeah but I want to maybe then go off of what you were saying about like holding, being held back mm-hmm. by wounds. So what are, what are those wounds then practically look like? Like how are those maybe played out? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. would you say? I think we, we see in our culture is like, there's this big fear um, in committing yourself in marriage of like, is this the right person? Like, is this mm-hmm. the right decision? Like, yeah, this basically this fear of messing up, Yeah, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like I'm going to pick the wrong person because there's so many options. Yeah. There's so many people. There's so many beautiful people. Yeah. And and wonderful people. Yeah. Like I have to pick one of these for life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And even if I, you know, 
I meet this person and like I fall in love with them, but there, I still think that there is just this in our culture, there's this kind of like suspicion of that, like, oh, well, maybe it's not going to last or like maybe they'll change or like there's this just serious trepidation to committing yourself to a person mm-hmm. and, and kind of limiting yourself in that way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, right. It's this very yeah. suspicious um, viewpoint. I mean, I think you see that everywhere mm-hmm. just in, in our culture. And I think that, yeah, again, like the Catholic world is not exempt from that. Like we, we are also in the culture. <laughs> Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a real fear that yeah. that people have. Even when you're, you know, about probably about to walk down the aisle, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, they, these fears just, yeah, they they come at all stages of, of the relationship. But this one is especially like messing up. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to add kind of my thoughts on this in terms okay. of how to maybe see it differently. Okay. Like as not messing up. Let's say, you know, you have this, have this fear and let's say things are difficult as mm-hmm. they will be in, in any relationship. Yeah. You're taking two imperfect people and you're, you're working out your salvation together. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the, it has to be difficult. It, it must be. It must be. Yeah. So in response to, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'm going to mess up. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid mm-hmm. that this is going to be too painful. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that the sacrament is is greater, the sacrament of marriage is greater and measured more by what it is objectively than whether or not it's going well. I I think we we do have this sense of like when something goes really well or I'm I'm succeeding at something. It's like, "Oh, that's that's clear. Like I'm I'm flourishing, I'm happy, right. I feel peaceful." Mm-hmm. Those are important indicators, mm-hmm. I do believe, of like when a relationship is going well. Yeah. Peace, mm-hmm. I mean, peace generally is a sign that Christ is Christ is well dwelling in in you. Mm-hmm. Right. you can feel that peace, that that joy, that happiness right. with someone. This is going well. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's it can remain there. And that when when we do have moments of difficulty with with our spouse or with you know, someone we're discerning marriage with, it doesn't indicate that marriage itself is bad and that this is going to define the rest of your marriage too. Yeah. That this is one moment mm-hmm. in a relationship and, and it's a beautiful opportunity to learn how to, how, one, how to communicate, how to solve problems together, how mm-hmm. to, how to learn about what it means to sacrifice for somebody or your once. Mm-hmm. Those, those moments of trepidation, just, they can't, um, you, you can see them as as good. You can see them as like, yeah. oh, fruitful. This 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 difficulty with this person or this difficulty with myself that someone else is experiencing because I'm a difficult person to be with sometimes or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Can really like bear so much fruit. Yeah. And yeah. so there's nothing to fear with yeah. mess, messing up. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make it sound so simple mm-hmm. because yeah. ne- neither of us are married yet. <laughs> so we're once again musings like we're we uh we like thinking about these things and and we yeah we we hope everyone has beautiful it can experience the beauty of of marriage mm-hmm. and that's why we're talking about this yeah, we kind um, of studied up there yeah we think about it yeah we think about it uh the point i think the point is yeah that that i i don't want to make this sound like oh this is so ideal and easy yeah but, even if you suffer like it's fine like yeah, the suffering's very no, no. real the, the suffering is very very real mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
But I think I, I love what you were just saying. And I think like it really comes down to um, seeing your vocation mm-hmm. and seeing this person that you're called to be with and the vocation as given to you by God versus yeah. thinking that it's all up to you to choose the right person. Yeah. Like yeah. all these options and like, I guess I'll choose that person <laughs> arbitrarily, whatever. Yeah. Like, cause I think they're pretty or like, I think whatever they're funny. And yeah. But it's all, but if it's all on you, mm-hmm. then you're going to be in constant, um, suspicion of like, did I make the right choice? Or like, right. they'll do something that contradicts like, Oh, I don't like that about that person. Or I yeah. didn't realize this about that person. Like, do yeah. I really still love them? And that could happen, you know, mm-hmm. for the rest of your lives. Right. I mean, it, you're never going to have, if that is your starting point, you're never going to have this like full certainty about a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's, I do. Yeah. It's impossible. A person is a mystery. Mm-hmm. You can't measure a person. I, I mean, if I, you know, if I'm called to marry someone, like, I don't know what they're going to be like in 20 years. Mm-hmm. They're going to constantly be surprising me mm-hmm. with new things in good ways and bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to be, I have to be willing to submit myself to that mystery. Yeah. But I think that again, so if you're seeing it just as this is me who has to choose it, this, it's all up to me. Like, um, I don't know. You're going to feel paralyzed. You're going to feel Unable to act, unable to make the move, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you see it like what you were saying, I think you were kind of getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see it as given to you by God, yeah. it's like I didn't choose this person. This person was given to me. Mm. This person came into my life. <laughs> exactly. Going going back to the whole gift thing. Yes, the gift um, theme and the theology of the body. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. People if, are gifts to us, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If the person was given to me, every. Once I make that judgment, I mean, you, you do have to go through a period of discernment. Um, is this person truly given to me? Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to verify that. Uh, but once mm-hmm. you do that, um, you can look at the failings of the person and the sufferings that you endure in the relationship, not as, um, not as something scandalous to your marriage, not as right. something that's going to call everything into question basically right but you'll see it as like okay this person was given to me and so this suffering also must be given to me and it's somehow for me it's somehow for Mm -hmm. my good Mm -hmm. and i mean again like this is kind of oversimplifying it like i'm Mm -hmm. sure like neither of us are married and like you know marriage is hard um it it is hard relationships are hard yeah um and so it's not to say like it's all sunshine and roses and just like oh well like Mm -hmm. it's great like suffering's Mm -hmm. great like it's not Um, but as christians we do believe that it can bear fruit exactly it can it can it can bring you close to the lord it can it can bring you close to your spouse even you know in those moments of difficulty or or what but yeah yeah that's that's just the experience of marriage in this this state of man right in historical Mm -hmm. man Mm -hmm. uh that john paul ii talks about after the fall that's that's kind of the human condition that uh marriage marriage can take on it will it will most likely have these these moments of suffering and purification, mm-hmm. but it's all for for good. It mm-hmm. can be. It can yeah. be used for good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to add something else, Morgan, about what you're saying about uh, somebody who's given to you. You kind of mm-hmm. you know know that there's a, a givenness mm-hmm. when when you're discerning marriage with someone. And you, you think you might have, you know, your spouse with you and in front of you and you're you're making this decision. I think what helps too is like the, the security that I am called to this vocation. Hmm. Like the, when you understand, oh yeah, I am, I'm made for this. Once again, mm-hmm. I, I see my vocation as good. Mm-hmm. I see marriage as a, a good vocation. 
And then I say, okay, well then, yes, like I know that this is for me. Mm-hmm. Let me see who God gives or who God gives to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there's like a freedom in knowing what you're called to. Yeah. That's interesting. And seeing that marriage is, yeah, once again, made good and good for me. Yeah. It seems like you maybe are saying that if we, maybe what could help this kind of trepidation that we have as a culture mm-hmm. about marriage mm-hmm. and these fears um, is a better understanding of the just dignity of marriage as a vocation. Right. Yeah. Right. Like not mm-hmm. just as like a good natural thing that makes us happy and mm-hmm. whatever love is great, but like it's a vocation, like it's actually a call to holiness. I mean, mm-hmm. and that was one of the big things about John Paul II and his, oh, yeah. and his um, thought and his papacy, like mm-hmm. it was really deepening this understanding of marriage as a sacrament and as a vocation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that wasn't always understood in the church that marriage was a vocation, by the way. I mean, it used to be like, if you, you say like you have a vocation, that means like you're called to um, somehow being consecrated. Mm, okay. And so really it's been in the past century, I believe that, um, this understanding of marriage is like a really positive call to holiness mm-hmm. developed. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to add to just a, a side note, maybe about seeing the vocation of marriage is good. Mm-hmm. I think this, this also allows people who might be called to the vocation of celibacy to, like it, there's a function of knowing that marriage is good and then I can choose celibacy too. Mm-hmm. If there's a wound in marriage and you you might be feeling like, oh, I just, I don't want to be married or that mm-hmm. this this wouldn't be fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. Then maybe if you're in the church and you're practicing Catholic and you want to do the Lord's will, mm-hmm. there might be like a running yeah, from marriage absolutely. to be celibate and, and to serve the Lord in that way. That I've can, heard a lot of people say that kind of thing, mm-hmm. like vocation directors and all sorts mm-hmm. of, yeah, it's like a yeah. real problem. Yeah. Yeah. See what, like I said, you're, we always want to we always want to run towards something good. Like we're, we're going towards something, not from something, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. running from, but running toward. Yeah. So when called to the vocation of celibacy, you're really going from good to, to great for you. Yeah. You know, always that disposition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not a running away from like this thing that somehow, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, threatens me. But it's, it's like, I recognize the natural good of marriage and like, I desire that. I mean, you should desire it, even if you're called to celibacy, by the way, like it's very natural to desire marriage and necessary. Um, but you're saying, I feel called to give up this incredibly good thing for the sake of something even greater. Exactly. So really, yeah. Healing this, like what we've been talking about, this kind of wound of seeing marriage as good. And that, that, that's kind of, like you were saying, holding people back from kind of acting on marriage um, is important, not just for people who are, you know, getting married. It's important for everyone. It is. Healing this in our culture is just like, it's a really big deal. It's a big deal. And we do this mm-hmm. through through desiring to have happy marriages and holy marriages ourselves and witnessing to that and just building this culture of, wow, marriage is good. Like, this yeah. is a good way to live my life. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And Another fear I want to mention to, or maybe wound is, uh, that maybe I will not only mess up, but I could just get like bored. Ah, yes. yes. (laughs) Like there's so many options and things to do and things to see and experience in life that, that are desirable, especially with the ease of travel, the ease of just getting things in our country. Mm Mm-hmm. 
attaining things, you know, the American dream. I just, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make my life the way I want it to. Yeah. Now that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think, I think Mm -hmm. to really uh, have experiences of, of good things and beautiful things in life is definitely good. If you can, you know, to, to seek those, Uh but when it's kind of instant gratification or this mm -hmm. kind of like functionalizing of those goods is like, just like, I want more of this and more of this, like all the, Mm -hmm. all the time without kind of like receiving them um, in their proper place, basically. Yeah. Not grasping at them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not, not grasping at them and, and seeing them once again, like as, as goods, but, but somehow I think they can also overshadow this fundamental good of marriage as a, as a beautiful way to live your life. Mm -hmm. So, um, maybe that's what I was mentioning too, when I was talking about in the first part of our talk, Adam seeing Eve and there, he wasn't distracted. He was kind of like new to the garden. He was just experiencing the garden yeah. There was no distractions. Like it was so simple. Yeah. For him to to understand his desire for her. Because of his total integration with himself and total understanding of himself and who he is in in relation to God. Mm-hmm. Um he just intuitively naturally understood that to give of myself in this total complete spousal way is ultimately what I'm made for. It is the greatest right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, this this communication of love communion of persons as John Paul II would say like this is this trumps my tilling the garden like whatever he did <laughs> whatever he did hanging out with the animals like this the, those things are good and those things are necessary for man too they're part of you know a, a good Christian anthropology but the communion of persons that you experience in a vocation whether it's marriage or a life of consecration is and that and that, that would be exclusively with God that you'd have that you'd participate in the community of persons also in the church, but yeah, mainly with God. Um, that is what I'm most made for. Mm-hmm. That, right. that is, that mirrors about how actually the love of God himself, the love in the Trinity. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, I mean, not yeah, to get like I too theological, it. but I mean, I think that, that, that there is this theological basis, but also just like in our experience, I think, and that's what I was saying before that I think that these desires are so natural, but I think in our culture for lots of reasons, like they've just been covered over for some reason. Yeah. And now we're just yes. very confused. Like, what yes. do we really want? And exactly. I, I think we, that's what I was, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's part of us that still knows, like, I think there's still this longing and this like nostalgia for just like, yeah, like romance and, um, yeah. Not in this like trite way, but just this like almost like this, yeah, this like great calling of love, like to love and to give yourself is like such a beautiful, noble thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's still there, but I think there's a lot of suspicion on it now. Mm -hmm. And I think that people don't, you know, yeah, as a culture, we don't believe that it's possible anymore. And so we kind of like give it a backseat and and we kind of Mm -hmm. denigrate it. And then we put other like your career or pleasures like I don't know, get, getting cool, shiny objects, like mm-hmm. making a lot of money, mm-hmm. traveling, like all these things mm-hmm. trump this right. gift of self. Cause we, yeah. you know, we, we, we just don't see its dignity. We don't see its beauty. Mm-hmm. We don't see it, how noble it is anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just one option among many exactly ways exactly. to, ways to live your life. And we've probably been hurt by it before. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And once again, you and I are not exempt from these, also these temptations and these things. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. 
yeah, that's I think why we can be able to Speak talk to about it. it. <laughs> we, in some way, experience. Yeah, it, yes. we we like breathe the air of the culture. Is this is very, yeah. This is these are real things that mm-hmm. we all experience. But yeah, yeah. I I want to respond to like the this yeah fear of being bored. Yeah, or that this is one option and I'm missing out on life. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I just keep thinking about how Christ makes everything new. Mm, like that's that, beautiful. Yeah. Christ makes everything new. Mm. So it's not necessarily like I'm, you know, I'm married. I'm with this person, these people. It's a, it's a simple life. It's, mm-hmm. it's simple. Instead of, instead of going out and like finding new things. Ah, that's really good. Point. I can actually within one person or yes. a few people in my life, like make beauty and newness and goodness in every moment, if I can see it. And I think that goes back to also what we've talked about earlier in this season about Mm. seeing the world as a gift. Yeah, There's, there's a creativity that just is animated in, in the world. And, uh, every new moment can surprise you. Yeah, absolutely. Every new moment can surprise you. You're on a person. I mean, a person is a mystery. Yeah. And that's that's what's exciting. Exactly. And so it's very exciting. Mm -hmm. And new. (laughs) Yeah. And always, like you're saying, ever new. Mm -hmm. But if you can see it with those eyes, Mm -hmm. I think if you can see it within your relationship with God and kind of ask every day, like really beg to the Lord, like show me, show me something new, like kind of like re- reinvigorate this desire in me, mm-hmm. um, through all of my life, but like, especially through my spouse, if I'm called yeah. remarried, like yeah. help me to see like the mystery of this person, not to reduce this person and think I have them all figured out. I mean, how, like, yeah. how frustrating is that when people treat you that way? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we do tend to do that. We all do. It's, it's part of our, you know, mm-hmm. being affected right. by original sin. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Love is like that. Love is just, love is, is new and fresh and fun and, useful and you know it it Mm -hmm. brings about it brings about that in a relationship you know i i often get to encounter uh, older couples who have been married for a long time through my work Mm -hmm. and what amazes me it's so amazing i i feel like these people just hit me with like these beautiful witnesses of marriage like what we're saying i always hear almost Every time there's a couple, they're like really close and they're, you know, they're, they love each other and they always say, this is the best person in the world. Oh, like I am married to the best person That's so in the world. It's the same thing. It's like, been married I, like 50 years, probably. 50 years, 60 years, yeah. 70 years, like a long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and that is possible. I just want to affirm yeah. that that is possible. I see it. Yeah. And I know lots of our listeners see it too, mm-hmm. you know, in, in their lives. And I, I just like, what, what kind of life do you live with someone to, to make you say it? This 60 is the best years, person in the world. This yeah. is the best person in the world. And you see all their faults yeah. so clearly more than anyone <laughs> yeah. else, I'm sure. Right. But you're still able to say, this is the best person in yeah. the world. Like yeah. that is so beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. So I guess maybe like a final thought or question yeah what can we do about these wounds? I mean, we all have them. Like we're saying these wounds or these fears that kind of hold us back from pursuing marriage and make us feel kind of like we were saying paralyzed. Like, I don't know if I, I'm afraid, yeah, I'm going to choose the wrong person, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What can we, what can we do about that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's um, kind of like what 
we would probably say for everything, like you have to just, I mean, you can't do it. You can't fix yourself. It's also like a really good point. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you have to realize that like, yeah, you have to realize that these things, these wounds like point you to your need for God Mm -hmm. and you have to submit them to God, basically submit them to God, um, surrender them. And I think, yeah. And then God will give you ways to work through them. Mm -hmm. He'll give you people too. And, And it's another good point is that I think that you know, we shouldn't fall into this idea that we need to perfect ourselves mm-hmm. before we get married or before mm-hmm. we meet the person oh, yeah. that we're, or before we start seriously dating. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people can kind of fall into that. Like I, oh, I'm not, not ready to date. I mean, maybe, I mean, there are some things that would make you not totally ready to date, but I think sure. for the most part, it's that you, God gives you someone and through your relationship and your willingness to suffer your own faults and the faults of that person, um, that is what will make you ready, mm-hmm. basically. If, if your your willingness to just give yourself and mm-hmm. not not kind of be prideful or be, um, I don't know, afraid, mm-hmm. um, and like guarding yourself against this person and like the wounds that you're being confronted with, mm-hmm. but just allowing them to be healed. That's great. That's a good. That's definitely good to to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking too of using the theology of the body text to answer your question. Okay, a little bit. Great. I just it came to mind that you know, John Paul II talks about the sacrament of marriage in the second second part of the book, mm-hmm. and he really emphasizes like that marriage is sacramental. Of course, like. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. That we, when when two people are married, the sacramentality of it allows grace to be poured into and like operate to mm. work out salvation. We talked about that a little bit. Mentioned that in this talk. We yeah. you work out your salvation. You're you, you're you like you were just saying. You kind of see someone for what they are and you like you work through it through that mm-hmm. grace with the help of that grace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that grace comes from and is an analogy to Christ's love for the church yeah. Christ's love for us mm-hmm. so that's that is you know how we are meant to love our spouses mm-hmm. husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church mm-hmm. and so the this participation in this relationship this grace from the Christ love in the church it's like so abundant and mm-hmm. available mm-hmm. to us in this sacrament i just keep thinking of just this bounty of grace and like this 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 life uh that god wants for us mm-hmm. just all these beautiful gifts for married people mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. saying all you have to do is receive and know that i'm i'm here guiding you mm-hmm. Like just, just submit to me and, and I will, and, and beautiful things will happen. Yeah. John Paul II mm-hmm. talks about in the, in the book, uh, part about the two married people having a reverence for Christ or fear. Uh, he says, uh, be subject to one another in, in really fear of Christ, yeah. but we can use fear as reverence here. Okay. He explains it that it's it's actually a reverence to Christ. Uh, so when when two people are saying, you know, I am going to be, I'm going to submit to this love that I want God to to give me in my life, 
And then that happens. And then the relationship just, yeah, takes this beautiful form of participating in Christ's love for the church. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, I'm getting, I'm getting like really theological here, (laughs) Uh, you know, but, but I do think this knowledge, it can be practical. It can be practical to help people who are married or who want to be married to say like, how can I get help here? Like Mm -hmm. how, how can I make this beautiful? Mm -hmm. How can I make this good? Because I desire it so much. Yeah. Really tapping into and trusting like the, the realness of the sacrament and a sacrament giving grace to the two of you. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. That's what I would say. I do want to say like there, I think there are, you know, while like studying the theology of the body, I would recommend it's, it's a beautiful teaching. Uh, There are other practical things to know to like tools to really, I think be married well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, learning how to communicate, learning conflict management, um, mm-hmm. like in discernment, learning the qualities that you can live with and what you can't, hmm. um, rec- like learning what virtue is and how to have friends. Yeah. You know? How to have good relationships. Yes. Just generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. very, yeah. very important. It is very important. Yeah. Yeah. To, to know how to relate to someone yeah. in, in love and, uh, doing what's good for the other person to mm-hmm. sacrifice for the other person, um, all yeah. the, all these things. So I, I do think while like studying the, theology, of the body and understanding this beauty of the sacrament is so important. Uh, there's also like pra- very practical tools of oh, yeah. just human relate relationality that, that people could benefit from, from yeah, knowing for sure. to really not be afraid. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, exactly. Well, I think that I am really hopeful for, just seeing more and more beautiful marriages and I already see them all around me and, you know, yeah. in, in yeah. my community. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's too. very, a very hopeful thing. Yeah, uh, for sure. We just Didn't, think, sorry, people should get married <laughs> if you're called to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Today. Yeah. Wait. Okay. What did Father Jeff say at mass today? We were just at mass. Um, <laughs> today is the feast of the good shepherd, the good shepherd. And it's a day that traditionally you pray for vocations. Amazing. So it's really beautiful and providential it, that it, we didn't, I didn't know that beforehand. I didn't We showed up at mass and the homily was all about the goodness of marriage yeah. <laughs> and beautiful. the vocations. But mm-hmm. Well, this has been great. Yes. Thank, thank you, you for listening yes, in you. on our conversation today. We want you to remember you are great, you are good, and you are a gift. Yes. We'll see you next time. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.